Blog Talk Radio. Boxing, 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 boxing. You tuned into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, 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 boxing. What's poppin'? Down outside of boxing podcast coming to you live October fourteenth, two thousand twenty. What's going on? How the fuck's everybody doing? It's been a long time, man. It's been a long time. It feels like, even though it's not been a long time, but it's been some time. And a lot's been going on since we last hooked up here at the Outsiders Boxing Podcast, man. But nonetheless, it's good to be back in the facilities of OBP. Oh man. What a year it's been, huh, fellas? We've been going through it this whole time in 2020, but we've made it all the way into month seven of this fucking pandemic here in October now. Damn near mid-October, getting ready for the spooky season. Oh, God, man. This year was going to be so lit with Halloween being on a Saturday, uh, time going back on Friday with an extra, like, yo, no one's more bummed out than me about this, but... Um, at least we're getting some sense of normalcy when it comes to things that we're uh, accustomed to seeing. It started off with the NBA in the bubble. Boxing came back. Football's here. And um, and now we are here in boxing when it becomes – it's trick-or-treat for the country, but boxing becomes a treat when we preview fights like what's coming up on this 17th, coming up Saturday. Um, so, yeah, man, it's, it's good to be here. Going to be previewing uh, – one of the biggest fights that we could uh, be talking about this year. Um, we have, we might have something in December that will be bigger than this one, but for the time being, this is uh, probably going to be the biggest fight that we're going to have all year. And uh, it wouldn't be right to not have the team come in and talk about one of the most anticipated bouts um, in a while. So um, it's good, man. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. We're here. We're here. Um, Man, what's going on, bro? Um, <clears throat> fantasy football has been going pretty good for me this year, man. I just beat the dog shit out of Adam Maldonado, my cousin, and this fucking clown just got a necessary timeout for pamper time because he's leaking after the fucking beatdown I put on him. You know, it's a good day in the office when you got Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, Aaron Jones um, all on your bench. And your backups come in and beat the shit out of someone, putting up 150-something around there. Shout-out to Deshaun Watson. Shout-out to Jonathan Taylor. Shout-out to Robbie Anderson. Shout-out to DK All-Decade Metcalf. Shout-out to Jonathan Smith. Shout-out to my boy Kendrick Bourne. Shout-out to the Cowboys defense for, like, doing a little bit of something with the Patriots on by. Um, And, uh, yeah, uh, shout-out to Chase Edmonds. Came in off the bench saving me. I like that, I like that, I like that, man. Fantasy football's been going good. 
beating the dog shit out of these guys, man. So uh, everything's going going good, but we are live in full effect. Going to be talking about the Loma Lopez fight coming up, man. And I'm hyped for it. I'm hyped for it, dude. I really am. Um, you know, one other note about Adam Maldonado that I just beat. This fucking clown. He's a, he's a, a, a early bald, you know. So I told this dude. He said, bro, he used to work at Home Depot, right? So I, you fucking, you want to change your identity as soon as I'm done with you, asshole, because you're going to have to go back to Home Depot, that shitbox you used to work at. Go back over there. Buy a little piece of fucking of rug. No, no, no. Go buy some grass that they put in the backyard and then buy some spray paint and paint it black to cover your bald-ass fucking head. I, you would think that I just drugged this guy around off the top of his head or he just breakdances too much. One or the other, nonetheless. It was a good win this week, and now we're about to get a good win coming up here in a podcast talking about uh, the Loma Lopez preview, and I'm excited for it. But I'm going to swing it to the guys first and foremost, since it's been a while, starting off with my man in Houston, Texas. The man that I hold tag team gold with since the year of 2015, I believe, so we're going five years strong. The real black Ed McMahon and myself who have been rolling on this one from day one, and uh, we're here in the building. So, Willa. Oh, wow, man. What's going on? RC, what's popping, man? Uh, nothing much, you know what I'm saying? Out here watching the Astros sort of stink it up as we speak. You know, football ain't going too good for me. This is the first year in a while I haven't done fantasy. Football season snuck up on me. Uh, didn't start my little, season, uh, my little uh, fantasy football league that I usually have. Been running it for about 10 years, but this year I didn't get it in. So, you know, it is what it is, man. Glad we finally got some good boxing. You know what I'm saying? We haven't been around in a minute. Um, we missed a little good boxing talk. Like, you know, we'll probably talk about a little later. We got the big Charlos, big and little Charlo doing that thing out there, winning belts, uh, one unifying, one showing that he's the top dog in the middleweight division. We got uh, Dillian White, one of the guys that I like, getting slept. We didn't get to talk about that. But, but first and foremost, we got my guy. Tiafimo uh, Lopez fighter, your guy, the uh, Sally Lomachenko, man. So don't do me like that. Should be should be going down, man. See 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 what the young young bucks can do. Mm-hmm. Well, there goes Willa misleading. Not even ten minutes into the conversation, not even nine minutes in the conversation, there goes Willa trying to trying to swindle his way to, well, not even a favorite. So I guess you're going out on a limb if we're both rocking with Lopez, but we'll get to that, man. Uh, we'll get to all that stuff. But, hey, man, first and foremost, how's it been going, bro? I know it's been a little while since we've been chatting. How's everything going in Texas? I could, I could see that from watching some football games. It looks like uh, there's more and more uh, fans in attendance. The, the Cowboys started with, like, 20, then they got to 30. Texans didn't have nobody then. I seen last week they had fans in there. So it seems like getting back to normal over on your side of the map, Willa, because for me, you already know, California, we we locked up. Well, yeah, man. I mean, it's going pretty – I mean, it's like ain't nothing really happening. You know, people out here, I don't. I still don't think the bars, bars are open, but I say that. I'm not 100% sure. You know, I know I've been getting out every now and then, going to, like, the little local sports bars. They, they stay open until 12 and watching the fights. You know, been going out here and there, man. So yeah, it's like nothing, nothing ever happened almost out here, man. People just, you know, people still wearing masks and whatnot, still mask season. But besides that, you know, 
we're all right out here in Texas. You know, we're a red state, so we're we're wide open. While y'all still shut down, we're wide open out here, man. So, you know, good thing. There's good yeah. and bad about being uh, in that red state, all right? Texas. Uh, unfortunately. Unfortunately, man. And you know what? Well, you need to be a little more optimistic, brother, because, yeah, I know the Texans are one and four right now, but the the, the uh, only competition really – oh, wait, no, I'm tripping. Y'all still got Tennessee and Indianapolis. I thought it was just Indianapolis. I forgot. That's my bad. Yeah. Who knows? Hey, anything could happen. But, um, yeah, I'm right there with you, man. My 49ers ain't looking too hot right now. Um, if I would have knew that before the season started that the entire roster was going to be depleted, I wouldn't be as confident as I was when, when it came to preseason predictions and all that good stuff. But, hey, man, it is what it is, what it is, what it is, you know? Um, so, uh Let's uh let's swing it around. Is it me and you here with JP in the building? I t- uh, check to see if he was on right now. Yeah, JP is on. Okay. All right, let's swing it down top, man. Because I know the bells and the whistles were going off the other day for the celebration going on in L.A. with the championship coming out, the Orlando bubble at Disney World, and I know JP's been on top of the world. Raiders beat Kansas City on Sunday. And then the and then the uh, um, the Lakers won a championship on the same day. So I know JP is having himself a good week. So let's swing it on down south and see what's going on in SoCal. JP, talk to me, my brother. What's good? RC, how are you, my friend? Uh, great to hear from you. Yes, I'm a I'm, I'm a champion today. Um, you and I spoke. Yeah. Willow, you haven't you you haven't I haven't spoke to you since I've become a champion. So how are you doing, Willa? Um, yeah. You want to hear from you, Willa? You know, since I've become a champion, we haven't spoke, Willa. So you know, I'm just saying hello. What you I won the NBA finals. I won the NBA finals. Who the hell? Me and LeBron? What the hell wrong with you? You knew that. You knew that. Um, But, man, uh, everything's good down here. You know, it's 72 degrees, not a cloud in the sky as usual. God has on his tank top and flip-flops. You know, it's God's vacation spot. Um, No, man, but we still got a few good fights on, on, on the on the horizon before this weird year is out as far as this Corona house doing down here in, um, in SoCal. Look, man, I've gained uh, about 20 pounds since March. I've gained about 20 pounds since March due to there being no gym. And it's not looking good. And it's not looking good. So these gyms have to open immediately. And I'm not lying. Um, so it's killing me. That's the only thing I'm missing. I don't mind, yeah. uh, you know, maybe a few little uh, outings with the family to the movies I could be missing. But for the most part, the gyms are killing me. I don't – there's really nothing else that I'm missing out there other than these gyms being open. I'm gaining weight rapidly, and I, I can't control it. So that's what's up with me. <laughs> I hear you, man. These gyms, um, actually, one of my gyms right here by, by my place is opening up tomorrow. So um, I'm going to be going over there and seeing what's good because I've been chilling. This whole pandemic, I've been kicking it. I refuse to work out at home and do all that stuff because I just don't get down like that. It, it reminds me of when I was a young lad 
and working out in the room and all that kind of shit. Like, I'm past that. How it started, how it's going. But, hey, it is what it is. Is the 206 in the building with this Willis? Because I, I know, I know, science got some smoke, like always. Yeah, no, nah, he ain't with us yet. Okay, no, sorry, he's probably man. still pouring. He's still pouring up. It's all right. It's okay. All right, man. Hey, you know what, man? Things are back to normal as it seems in Texas. The JP's the champion. And, hey, I'm enjoying the weather change right now. It's starting to cool down a lot. So all is good in the peripheral hood of the Outsiders Boxing Podcast. Let's get to business, man. This is why we're here, man. We were talking about this whole time. Um, we got Loma, Tenko, and Lopez coming up. There's been a whole lot of talk going on, and, and, and Top Rank has been promoting this fight to the best of their ability. I've been seeing a lot of it um, coming up on notifications and things like that. Um, their handle on social media is just, you know, bringing out some, some new footage that we haven't seen when it comes to uh, when it comes to the footage of uh, uh, when Lomachenko came in the ring for Lopez and you got the um, the, the little 23-minute shows on YouTube. I think the third one just recently came out. And, um, yeah, man, it's been getting me hyped little by little because I've been waiting for this fight for the most part. And now that we're here on fight week, it's, uh, it's, it's, really, it's really going down, man. So um, I believe I've seen – I don't know if they uh, – the final press conference is, I believe – I don't know if it was today or not, actually. I thought it said Wednesday. Um, but I've been running like crazy throughout the town, but I know we're going to have the weigh-ins on Thursday or Friday. And, um, you know, I expect both guys to be in tip-top shape. Uh, you know, we've seen two months ago that Lomachenko was talking about Lopez in the gym or something, uh, you know, and, and uh, Lomachenko putting on his front like always, man. Good guy. Hey, Willa, can you hit your uh, mute real quick? I got background noise coming, though. Um, just want to make this shit clear. Um, but, hey, you know what, guys? We're here, man. It's fight week, and I'm excited. I, I've been waiting for this for a while now. There's been fights going on that we're going to get to, things that we missed towards the end of the show. There's been a lot that we, that we could talk about for a few, you know. Uh, we, had the char- uh, we had the two twin Charlos, like Willa had mentioned. Um, we have had Jose Ramirez in there with Victor Postal. We yeah, got Michaela Mayer coming up with the 31st and her first ever title fight. Also, uh, Inouye uh, coming up on. It's, it's, it's starting to get lit, fellas. I'm excited for it. Because um, it's hard for me to come in the building, you know, with the same energy to talk about some prospects fighting and things like that. I love to see it. And, you know, a lot of guys get shine. You know what I'm saying? There's, um, there's uh, a lot going on. And as far as when boxing started to pick up, and, um, you know, it's just when we're here, it's like, you know, because there's a kid out here where I'm at, uh, Adrian Valvino, 20-year-old professional, young kid, right here in the same area I'm at. And um, I've seen, you know, he was on TV. I got um, other homies that were out. It's like there's a lot going on. But we want to talk about. We want to get the big news and what's going on. Like we want to, we want to show, we want to talk about some shit that's like, yo, this right here, this is pay per view, dream fight type of scenario. You might say Tiafimo Lopez is too young, and he's heard that. But honestly, I don't think anybody who was somebody that was coming up and had an opportunity to make that noise 
and do something, thought that they weren't ready. And Tiafimo Lopez, it doesn't look like a poker face to me. It doesn't look like uh, a money grab to me. It doesn't look like clout chasing to me. It looks all business as usual. Willow, when he was in the building in Texas, had a chance to talk to this young man, got him on video. Shout out Tiafimo Lopez for fucking with the Outsiders Boxing Podcast. Um, and you just know this kid wears, he wears it on his sleeve. You could tell Tiafimo is one of those guys who, you know, I bet if the camera was off, he's, you know, the same kind of person. Um, in spectacular form, we've seen him rise, especially in the Richard Comey fight. Seen the power, seen the skills. We've seen what this young man's all about. But he's going to go in the ring with a master. And I'm not the biggest Lomachenko fan. I've, I've had questions about his uh, defensive abilities coming up. You know what I mean? Um, I've seen him when I took trips out to JP's land when they first started putting top rank on ESPN again. And then, see, I mean, hey, you know, fighting guys that nobody's worried about when they're bigger than them, they start to tag them up a little bit here and there. We've seen what we've seen, um, we've seen them go down before from the likes of Jose Linares. Jorge Linares, I'm sorry. Um, and there's, to me, always been just a little something that if you could get the perfect kind of fighter in there who's not going to get flustered and has the ability of his own to make a big impact in a fight that would change the fight, I think we got that guy in Tiafimo Lopez. So we're going to break this down right here and see what we got going on because I'm sure there's going to be some crow to serve on Sunday. Now, Will, I'm going to go to you first and um, see how you feel about this fight and who you got winning this fight. So how do you see this one turning out Saturday, and how do you expect it to end on Saturday night, Will? Well, this is a tough one, man. When it comes down to am I going to pick with my heart or I'm going to pick with with my with, with my boxing knowledge, you know what I'm saying? And I got a lot of both, you know, when it comes to it, I got a lot of heart, and we damn near know I got a lot of boxing knowledge. But this is a tough one, man, because I want to see Tiafimo win, and I believe he has the tools to win. He's the bigger guy. He's the stronger guy. He might even be the faster guy in there. But is he the more skilled guy? No, not not by far. And when, you know, we've seen we've seen Lomachenko almost look regular. You know, I told my friend this the other day. We've seen Lomachenko almost look regular, but but we've seen Tiafimo look all the way regular. So, it's it's hard to say it's it's hard to say who's going to win what. I don't know about this one, man. You know, when it comes down to it, you know, I'm the guy who picked Manny Pacquiao um over Thurman, so we know when it comes to that knowledge, I got it. But this one, this one's a tough one, man. This one, this one is a 50-50 fight. Um, Lomachenko, like I said, we've seen him look semi-regular, but we've seen we've seen Tiafimo look regular. Guess what was it? The tall Chinese guy. I don't got it up. Uh, I need to. Uh, I'm not sure you Yeah, we saw him. He said he didn't want to fight. You know, he went out like a chump a little bit, saying he didn't want to fight tall guys ever again. Masayoshi, but he's uh, got, and, and just for the record, uh, Masayoshi Nakatina is five foot eleven, so a very big for a weight class. 
Yeah, yeah. He's a, he was a big dude, but we, you know, Tiafimo damn near almost lost that one. It looked sort of sort of regular out there. We saw the toughest fight. Hey, hey Willa, 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 real quick. I, Willa, Willa, real, real quick. I didn't mean to interrupt you, my guy, but I did mention that you did have that little quick interview with uh, with uh, Tiafimo over in Texas. Uh, when you seen him, how, how small was he compared to you? You know, you're you're. You're a decent-sized guy. How did you feel when you seen him? Did you see, like, you could, you know, put some peanuts on top of his head and eat him if you wanted to? or make it, what, what does it look like to you as far as being in shape and size stature? Oh, yeah, no. This, these are the smallest of the small guys, man. Tiafimo Lopez is a little is a little dude. But he, but you can see he has – he wasn't really – you know, he probably looked like – I mean, he was probably, like, almost the size of Sean Porter. Sean Porter is a little dude, too. Um, they're – yeah, these are little. These are the smallest of the small when it comes to these dudes, man. So, you know, but you gotta imagine he's bigger. Uh, he's the big. He's bigger than Lomachenko. So, you know, I know uh, this is gonna be a tough one, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait to put my pick in, man. I need a little more time, per se. You know what I'm saying? Before I make make my final pick, I want to see what everybody else says. See if somebody can sway me one way or the other. <laughs> Okay, okay, that's fair enough, fair enough. I mean, the way I'm looking at it, I just feel like I've seen some I've seen some performances from Lomachenko, as you mentioned, with uh, Masayoshi, Masayoshi Nakatima. That one was a fight where it's like, yeah, what the fuck, who is this guy? Like, I thought Tiafimo was going to get him out of there. He had his struggles in that fight. But it could just be a learning curve for, you know, getting those angles and, and the right distance for a guy at 5'11", damn near 6 feet tall. They gave him some inches, like 5'11", and two, like a quarter or some shit like that. Whatever, but, um, you know, I think that it's either going to go one or the other way, and I'm confident in the way I feel like it's going to go. I don't think that Lomachenko is going to see the 12th round. That's just me. I felt the same way about, you know, um, uh, about, like, we've discussed before, like, a guy like Mikey Garcia. I don't think he would make it out of there with Mikey, and even to this day with Mikey cashing out and all that good shit, whatever, whatever. But I like Lomachenko. I'm going to put it out there right I mean, I like Lopez. I'm going to put it out there right now. I like Tiafimo Lopez getting him out of there within six rounds. I'm not going to say maybe seven or eight. I'm going to go with six. I'm going with six, and it might even be sooner than that. But six is the max I'm giving it, and I think that Lomachenko is going to get him out of there. We've, we've had these moments where the old guy prevailed, Manny Pacquiao over Keith Thurman, you know, um, and not the same type of uh, magnitude of a fight when you you say something like uh, uh, um, Bernard Hopkins uh, or, or or I forget exactly who I can't I can't put a face on him right now I'm sorry but uh, but we've seen it happen before it's either gonna go the young brawler's gonna take the old man out and you know Lomachenko's not that old and he's 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 very well taken care of as far as um, taking care of himself physique-wise and staying in shape and all that good stuff. So I expect to see an A-plus level from both guys. I just think that the power that that uh, that Lopez obtains is going to hit, and when it hits, it's going to put him into a place that he hasn't been before. Because I don't think that Lomachenko's fought somebody that's going to hit as hard as this. And he got knocked he got knocked down straight down the pipe from Jorge Linares. So who's to say? Who's to say? But I, I'm gonna put that out right now. So hold on, wait, hold on for a second. Well, let's let's see what JP thinks about this one, and then uh, maybe Simon will get in by then. But uh, let's see if we can sway you a bit. But JP, I'm gonna go to you. I'm liking Tiafimo in this fight, and I'm just going with the gut feeling because 
when you go with, when you go against your gut feeling, it feels like when you are proven wrong or proving yourself right. It's like, damn, I knew I should have just, you know, I'm talking about betting wise and all that. Um, I feel very confident about this one, and I'm not swaying. So I, I'm liking Tia Fimo Lopez in this fight, given the the fact that he's just. I mean, I look at him like a young Fino, and I think that he's going to be able to expand on his game going against a guy like Lomachenko because what we're going to see is, you know, the pop-pop, and he's going to be circling him, either left or right, trying that matrix shit, opening up as he throws punches, trying to, trying to spin Tiafimo Lopez around, in a sense, mm-hmm. using a master, masterful art way of trying to fight. Because sometimes when you get a right-handed fighter, and, you know, and let's say they're not the most skilled guys, right-handed fighter versus right-handed fighter. What are they going to do? They're just going to circle each other, you know, clockwise. And Lomachenko's not going to do that. He's going to circle from both directions, going to give you some in and outs, some leaning in different postures and all that good stuff. I know what he can do. I don't think Lomachenko is a scrub. He's a franchise champion, and he's been a champion for a while, for quite some time. But I just can't get some of the things out of my mind, like some of these fights that I've seen. Um, the drop by Jorge Linares, the loss by uh, Orlando Salido. There's just certain things that I think that Tiafimo has capable to mix up in a pot. Throw that bitch up, turn it sideways, and strike it straight up as candy ass. That's what I think. JP, how do you feel about this fight? Though? This is a big fight, man. How do you see this one going out? Uh, I kind of started doing my math earlier this week, Sunday, something like that. Um, and I just start asking some some of the fellas, you know, just asking some of my boxing friends, like you know, so who you got? And those who would say Tiafimo, I would say, how did you got him winning? And this this the crux, this the fork in the road here. So RC RC is going out on the ledge and saying, <laughs> Tiafimo is going to get Lomachenko out in six by knockout. Now RC's on the ledge. And I respect that, R.C. You ain't fence riding. Uh, Willow over here, to, uh, I'm going to wait a little later now. You know, R.C. out there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know. Now, most of, most of my buddies that, you know, they was like, well, I got Tiafimo winning the decision with a couple knockdowns. So if you tell me a guy got to get a couple knockdowns just to get a decision, that means you think he's going to lose all the boxing rounds, the majority of them. And that's what I believed when I asked each of these persons that question. I don't believe that Tiafimo can win boxing rounds versus Lomachenko. Um, when you see it's a high, it's a tightrope act that guys like Tiafimo um, walk. Um, Adrian Broner tried to do it, and Mayweather was the master of it. That tightrope act being very low volume, and you win rounds by super precision and effective punching. So literally Mayweather, a guy like Mayweather, we just use him, and of course he's an anomaly, will win a round, say, throwing 20 punches while another guy throws 80. Dude, that's a tightrope act to walk because you're, you're relying on your precision and your clear, precise punching to outweigh somebody who's, doing sometimes three times as much volume as you're doing. And so that's the and that's the elk I see uh Tiafimo in. He's a pot shot. I'm gonna I have a lower volume, but when I land it, it's it, it counts more and everybody can see it. 
Now, I think that's a tough, tough job to do against a guy as skilled as Lomachenko. Um, if you want to uh, use the the Lenares knockdown as as some sample, like you said, he caught him down the middle, and and I believe it was wild punching. Now that's where I think Tiafimo has a chance if he can catch Lomachenko wild punching, but I don't know that Lomachenko can. Um, in my estimation, I don't think he can. Even if he gets these knockdowns, and we're not going to sit here and act like Lomachenko is knockdown bait or knockout bait. CRC, you you you're saying something's going to happen that you know we don't have any reference for, you know, and that's why. Oh yeah, I'm going to I'm going to the deep end. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. But um, you know, when when I think about that, I think about Lomachenko's pedigree. That being, you know, um, all the Olympic experience. You know, it's probably parallel to anyone or bar none as far as Olympic experience goes. So that, that tells me even if he gets hurt similar to Linares, he knows how to get up, and he knows how to not get hit. I believe if Lomachenko wants to stay on the outside, he can win that way. If he wants to get dirty, he can win that way. He showed us far more tools in the belt, and we have a much smaller sample for uh, Lopez than we do Lomachenko. Lomachenko showed us different ways he could fight. We've seen him fight finesse. We've seen him get rugged. We've seen him go to the body. We've seen him do all that spin around just shit, you know. So it's, it's some tools in the belt. But uh, for Lopez, we we've seen him kind of rely on his explosiveness. I mean, very similar to a young Adrian Broner. Correct me if I'm wrong. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of very similar mm-hmm. to a 130 pound Adrian Broner to some degree. And sooner or later, unless you're great, that low volume. And relying on that big, you know, we've seen it with Deontay Wilder also. Sooner or later, it will hit that road with someone who has pedigree and knows how to not let your Sunday punch land, you know. And I and I believe Lomachenko's that. That's it. All things, all that said, I'm gonna take Lomachenko by, uh, you know, seventeen eleven or something like that. You know, I got a a, a pretty wide decision for Lomachenko, and 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 what'll be a, a safe. Uh, uh, you know, a more safer fight for him, but you'll see the difference in class. You'll definitely see the difference in class, and I think you'll go out of this fight saying uh, Tiafimo has some things to work on. I can see that. I can see that, JP. I can see that because that's pretty much the the old adage when it comes to boxing. When you got like, we're we're not talking about just like you know this champion who's been you know. Uh, you know, hold it down for a year or two or something like that, real good fight. We've known about Lomachenko for a very long time. The man was getting a title shot in his second fucking fight, coming off a loss. Like, and it, and it scares me, R.C., that you say knockout and all my other friends are saying, like, knockdowns. It almost sounds like the man has a puncher's chance. Are we deducing uh, Tiafimo Lopez down to having a puncher's chance? I know we ain't at no, that I, stage, are we? Yeah, no, 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 no. I don't think it's going to go – I don't think it's going to go, like, you know – um, in a baseball adage where, you know, this guy's like 0 for 5 at the mound and he just hits a home run in the ninth. And I don't think it's going to go like that. I really do believe that the the um, the speed will be closely matched. It won't be equally matched because we know how fast Lomachenko is, but Lomachenko is also coming up. And, you know, Tiafimo is going to be a lot bigger, I, I would imagine, uh, come fight night than Lomachenko, just based off sheer stature. Um uh, and, you know, there's always these little things. 
with me, JP, and Willow would attest to it, probably son. Anybody who's been rocking with us for a long time, there's always something that sticks in my mind, like when it comes to Miguel Burchell, when he was uh, in the ring with, uh, I forget the Asian fighter's name, um, but there's always something that sticks in my mind. There's the, uh, there's the, uh, uh, I just can't get it out. And with, when it comes to the likes of Jason Sosa, 2017, like, Tiafimo, I mean, excuse me, Lomachenko was supposed to, like, this is when it first started getting the big notoriety with Top Rank coming and, you know, they were putting them on with these showcases and things like that. Um, and Jason Sosa is a guy that nobody's worried about. And at the end of the fight, he did get schooled, but Lomachenko had some spots on his face. And that's when we start to question, for me anyways, how well is his actual defense? We get the 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 matrix shit and all that we see him spinning around guys and and doing that funny shit, um, but for me I don't I'm gonna, I'm gonna just be honest I don't think he's the real deal man um, with the way that the funny business went with Nikolai Walter Nicholas Walters and complaining about not getting no fucking um, no no fights in and I haven't heard of him since someone could prove someone could look him up and see if he fought ever since that fight it was I think somewhere in 2016. Where the man was, uh, uh, you know, swinging asses and shit before the fight, and next thing you know, he doesn't throw a fucking punch, and then we see Gamal Rigandau do the same thing, and then Lomachenko, first and foremost, is not very well. Um, not, I mean, it's nothing against him; he's not fluently speaking English, but for him just to come off with something on the top of his head, I've seen interviews, and I know slick talkers when I talk to one, and if I heard him say, I guess they call me Lomachenko. Somebody wrote that for you. Someone told you to say that when you said it, and I, I just, I believe there's a lot of fucking briefcases in this fight. And JP, if you are correct, and it becomes a complete like just washing, and we're like, who is that dude, Tiafimo Lopez? I want, I'm gonna be spying on his Instagram to see what he's buying brand new. I want to know what he got paid, and I'm gonna keep an eye. Like, I hope we don't have this same instance of where we expect on, a damn good I'm just saying, bro, Gamma rigging down to, for him to go out the way he did. I, I mean, and then Nicholas Walters, I smell a lot of briefcases around Vasil Lomachenko, and I get it. The, hey, boxers in the Ukraine, shout out to him. They're, I mean, you got Usyk, who's a really good friend of his, and you know these guys are in the fucking lab, like 1,000%. Uh, Lomachenko was with an interview, and he said when he was at the fight with Richard Comey and Tiafimo that he found out all he needed to know within the first three minutes in the first round. I don't believe that. JP, I mean, is this, do you, I mean, it's possible. I get it. Three minutes. He said that's all he needs to figure out Tiafimo Lopez. Yeah, I mean, I mean, once a take, you know, Lomachenko, and another thing I like about him, and, it's, and shout out to his pops. So I don't even want to attempt out the pops name, but, um, they have a very unorthodox, somewhat orthodox methods of training, but I, I, I like them. Sometimes I look at some of the shit people be doing, and I think to myself, "That's stupid." But um, I, I, I like the type of things you're doing. All this holding your <laughs> breath, I, I, I think that could be valuable at some point. I think there's a method to the madness mm-hmm. with, with some of the things they do. So uh, 
Yeah, man, I just look for his experience to be able to take over, to be able to neutralize. Um, if we do consider him some type of master, you're, you're, you're even calling him a master, but calling for the knockout. A master will know how to neutralize. I mean, and maybe, but see, look, I want to be wrong. I'm going for Lopez, actually. And maybe Lopez has more tools in the bag and just hasn't had to show any. And maybe we'll see that. So, you know, we'll see, though. But you know what my call is. I got a, a marginal UD for uh, Lomachenko. Yeah, normally I stick to my guns when it comes to the briefcases and stuff like that. So I like to be like, oh, you thought that you picked Pacquiao to beat Floyd. No, I said that I thought that it would probably be a draw because they'd want to make more money out of it um, when it comes to things like that as far as like, you know, I don't even want to think about corruption going on in this fight because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, who's another franchise champion besides Vasil Lomachenko, Saul Canelo Alvarez, and myself would tell myself that, hey, one judge is already in the bag, but I'm not going to go there. I don't, I don't even want to think about that. I don't, want, I don't know why I brought it up. But in a fight of this magnitude, if it comes down to the cards, I think that you might just want to just look over your shoulder real quick. That's just me. That's just me. Willa, you want to chime in on any of this, my man? Yeah, man, I'm sitting back listening to what you guys got to say. And, you know, like I said, this is about heart versus the brain. And, you know, I really see – I really don't know I, – I mean, we really don't know. We really don't know if if, uh, if Tiafimo Lopez is ready, ready for this kind of action. Like you said, we saw we saw Nicholas Walters, a guy we thought was pretty good, quit. You know, I don't know if that was here. You know, we don't know if it was a briefcase or not, but we know we saw him quit. We know we saw – these guys, are, these guys are quitting without getting hurt. That's my thing. Yeah, they they are. They're definitely doing that. But it's like you know, it's, it's hard to tell because they, you know, after just getting whooped, you know, they're getting a beating sort of. They're not, you know, they weren't hurt, but they were getting embarrassed out there. Both guys rigging out is a little too small to even uh, to even compare to Lomachenko. So that's so that's where I'm going with it, man. It's I think Lomachenko's gonna win. You know, it is what it is. But I'm really rooting. I'm really rooting 100 percent for 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 Tiafimo Lopez, man. I think he's got the pop. I think he's got the it factor. Out of all the guys we used to talk about, uh, you know, we used to, uh, the Devin Haney's, the Shakur Stevenson's, the the Ryan Garcia's, Tiafimo Lopez is the best guy out of there. I think he's probably like what is he, 22, 23 years old, young guy, young champion. And I want to see him win all the belts. Now I don't know exactly. I don't know exactly if this is for all the belts, WBA, WBO, IBF. So looking at box rec, it doesn't look like the WBC is on there since he's the franchise champion. Um, I guess that's Devin Haney. So he would really be. This would be a, a thing where if he wins, he'd really be the undisputed champion. But not really since Lomachenko for some reason gave up his belt. You know, I don't really understand the reason for that, the, but he the did same, that. The same, the same reason your boy Canelo gave up that belt. Well, Canelo gave up a belt to the middle middleweight division, right, which he doesn't really fight in anymore. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Wow. You know, he's not fighting. He's not <laughs> fighting middleweight anymore. Where, so you might as well give up that belt and let people go. But Lomachenko, he fights. 
He fights at uh, what he just fight light heavyweight. Fights at super middleweight. He fights everywhere, man. You know, so it's hard to uh, it's hard to understand. Uh, why. Every, every, everybody just better watch out, huh? Yeah, exactly. But um, <laughs> Lomachenko isn't going anywhere. You know what I'm saying? He's fighting. He's fighting in the same division. He gave up the belts for. You know, that really don't make any sense. So, you know, Tiafimo won't be able to come undisputed. You know, I really want him to win, but it's hard for me to see. I haven't seen his skill technique that's going to be able to do it. I don't know. He's not as skilled as Riggin now, but he's bigger. He has a puncher's chance. He has the athletic chance. And, he, you know, he's been saying on these little on these little shows that we haven't seen exactly what he's got. What he's got. His dad's been talking a lot of noise. Saying you know that he's got what he's gonna have what it takes, and I want to see that happening. But if I had to make a pick, <laughs> if you know somebody got me in the choke, if Sam got me in the chokehold, and I had to figure it out, I would have to go with. <laughs> I'll have to go with the guy who I don't really like a lot, a guy who, wow. you know, who's proven me wrong plenty of times, but a guy who's got one loss but somehow has no losses when it comes to ESPN, a guy that you know that they're you know that has the complexion for the protection. And I don't think he's going to need it. You know, I'm like, <laughs> if it comes down to it, I think I'm more going where JP is going. It's probably going to be some – it might be a washing, you know. If it goes 12, it's going to be, it's going to be you know, eight rounds to four, nine rounds mm-hmm. to three type of deal. Mm-hmm. So, you know. I, but if I it hope, doesn't go, I hope if anybody's getting knocked out, and I honestly think it can only get worse later it goes. I don't – I mean, I just think the the difference True. in experience here, the difference in experience, especially going into the ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th round, um, I think you can start to see Lomachenko widen the margin. But we'll see. Yeah, that, that, that's what I think will happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, I'm not mad at you guys. So we, you're looking for embarrassment. Thing. I got it uh, 8-4, maybe 8-4, you know, like you said, 8-4, You know, not embarrassment, but early it might, you know, we might even see, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't shock me if Lomachenko did get caught, but it's going to be something early. I think he can get up and adjust and uh, sweep, I mean, and take a bunch of rounds after that. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Mhm. Mhm. Well, these guys got Lomachenko. For me, I have the second coming of Danny Garcia and Amir Khan. We will find out. We will find out. But you know one thing we ain't gonna find out anytime soon of what's going on with Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. Expected to have a rematch earlier in the year. Oh no, we got a pandemic. We'll figure something out. All right, cool. We'll have it scheduled for October, and times have passed in a rematch club with the two. Negotiations have been going on for quite some time. Reminds me a lot of Vladimir Klitschko and Tyson Fury. For some reason, Fury has these, these uh, stalled-out fights for whatever reason. Uh, you got Bob Arum coming out saying there's no problem with doing a uh, Joshua fight, it's already set, da da da. Like we could do it, real, you know, fifty fifty in December. Who knows if we see that? But that's rumored to be out. As far as what's going next, 
Um, I have quotes from Mauricio Solomon saying, Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury is officially not happening next. The WBC boxing has received communications as our process, and while WBC champion Wilder has confirmed its willingness to fight the rematch, Fury will take on another fight with expectations to do a rematch at a later date. Quote, unquote. Wow. Wow. After having the first fight end in a draw so quickly, we had the second one, and now we have this stall in the middle of the road. Um, I don't know. We've seen Tyson Fury send Wilder uh, tweets and Instagram posts where, yeah, much, I don't got much time, and I got a whole lot of cleaning out to do in the heavyweight division. Sounds like he wants to get it on. No response by Deontay Wilder. Now, I have a theory about this, but I don't know. I just think, yeah, I'll, I'll just say it so the guys can comment on whether I'm crazy or not. Deontay Wilder was scheduled to go on his vacation in Africa, and, and um, he was even on, um, I forget the exact name of uh, the magazine, and doing the whole cultural experience. I'm not mad at that. That's cool. He was going to do it, win or loss. Would have been a lot better if he had won, I'm sure. He would look at it that way. But he was still making the rounds, doing things like that. Probably only hidden on social media for a week, maybe, before he came out with his Your King talk. And I like Deontay Wilder. He's a good guy, you know. Um, got into the sport for all the right reasons and overachieved himself to um, a upper status stratosphere of a superstar in boxing that uh, hasn't had the likes since Mike Tyson as far as being in America. So um, for those reasons alone, I've, I've always gave Deontay Wilder respect. Uh, Tyson Fury his goes without saying. He's been through a whole lot. We've seen him rise to the top and go down to a 400 and some odd fat, uh, fat tub of shit, you know, and come back down um, into elite status, prove himself, regain the status that he once had being the um, unified champion, and here he is. Um, I don't know why we don't have this one going on, because it seems like Deontay Wilder is the type who, you know, he, he said, I'm not taking step-aside money. I want to go right back in there. And we haven't seen him show much. He put much effort. He's writing blank checks, so to speak. These, these are bouncing, bouncing checks, man. So um, it looks like now the time has passed and expired for the rematch clause that was ensued for Wilder Fury 3, the trilogy. And it looks like, I mean, I guess we could just probably get all the speculation out. I don't think uh, Joshua and, and Fury to waste their time with someone lower than. So we might have that in December, but what we will not have being most certain is a trilogy going on with Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. Uh, Will, I'm going to go to you first and see how you feel about it. But for me, I think Deontay Wilder doesn't want that smoke yet again. Um, I personally feel like he's given up the ghost, as we used to say. Because after a dismantling like the second fight we had with Fury and Wilder, you got to go back to the drawing board and come up with a master game plan. But Deontay Wilder has never had to do that. <laughs> and being heavyweight, late in the game, starting off at 18 years of age, your bag of tricks are limited. And that's how I feel about it. I don't think that um, 
he has yet come to grips with himself that he wants to get back in there on a national stage because Bob Arum even said that um, Top Rank was going to work a deal out where they're going to have fans, limited fans, in attendance for what would be the trilogy fight, you know, like we see in some of these other sports. So, well, what's your thoughts on this whole fight being, I mean, they say they'll do it at a later date, but for now, it's not happening. Yeah, man, I'm sort of, I'm sort of in disbelief, you know, but it's not surprising. It's not really surprising. You know how they do it. What I am surprised is that you're saying that it's Deontay Wilder who doesn't want to smoke. We already, you know, the first time it was postponed, it was because uh, Wilder had a, uh, you know, I think he had surgery on his arm, right? So it got postponed. Now all of a sudden, you know, Fury was saying that he wasn't going to fight without any, um, without any fans in the stands. You know, that's what I heard. You know, don't don't quote me on this, but what I what I was hearing, Fury said, you know, it doesn't make any sense for them to fight without without uh, fans in the stands. And that makes sense. So, you know, I think it makes sense that they, you know, the it it all makes sense to me that they're not fighting. If they're not going to get if if Deontay Wilder wants thirty million and, and Fury's going to want thirty million, they're not going to get that without fans in the stands. So. It makes sense to do it later on at a later date. I think Fury will still do it at a later date, hopefully. Um, you know, he's supposed to fight somebody, they say, coming up in December. Um, a few fans here and there. You know, they're making it, trying to make it sound like Wilder is is being scared, but I, I don't see that happening. Wilder isn't the type of guy that's scared. He'll go out on the shield. We all know that. You know what I'm saying? We all know that. So, We'll see it sooner or later. Mm. You know, they're talking about the Joshua, the Joshua fight. Who knows if Joshua will fight Fury um, later on next year? But I, as I'm, but later next year, will everybody? We should be at least, you know, back to almost normal in most places, and they can get, they can get the crowd that they need in there to get everybody paid. So you know, it makes sense to me that they're not fighting. I'm not really, I'm mad at it, but I'm not, I'm not that mad at it. Hmm. So a lot of tap dancing over there. Well, let's just pick a side already. I think Deontay Wilder too chicken shit to get back in there with Tyson Fury, and his hairstyle change tells me other and tells me that I'm proven right trying to change his identity. Man, he he, it's been the same guy the whole time, man. He's he's a guy. He's always been a little feminine. So he's got, you know, he's got the braids and stuff like that. The man really... was twerking. He was twerking. Yeah, he was twerking. He so, about you know, that, so huh? braids. Yeah, for braids and all that, you know, I'm. I don't, he's not scared at all. We are. There's no way that you're gonna lead me to believe that Deontay Wilder is scared to fight, man, to make thirty million dollars. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody oh, scared to make yeah. thirty million dollars except Anthony Joshua. But Anthony Joshua. He can make twenty seven, so he don't really need to make the thirty. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we'll see, man. I'm sure next year all these guys. Wilder is the oldest guy out the bunch. Yeah, so, he's you know, his time is run, his or thirty two, I think. No, I think he's older than that. He might be about to be thirty four or something like that. So really, yeah, Wilder's Wilder's an older dude. So I think, uh, well, you know, his time is running out. Furthermore. Yeah, his time is running out. So. You know, he's got another couple of fights in him. And he probably needs another 
another tune up fight. He probably don't need to just run in there and jump in, in there somebody who, who uh, might be stop. cheating. Tune you know up. what I'm saying? Uh, you know, he goes from tune ups to cheating. Come on, Will. You're better than that. Don't, don't do that. Come on. <laughs> somebody that might be cheating, man. We don't we don't know the truth. Yeah, let's let's we don't let's know the truth, like Chris Ariola again. JP, this man is out of his mind. Or am I? How do you feel about this fight being canceled? Willa was, you know, hey, you're you're doing so good, Willa, and then you just saved that little curveball for the last inning, huh? <laughs> JP, what, what's your thoughts on Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, officially not happening next, quote-unquote, from Mauricio Solomon, WBC Boxing Commission, Boxing Commission. Yo, what's your thoughts on it, JP? Well, man, I got a lot of reps on this conversation, and I've heard so many uh, arguments um, from, 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 my, from my black men, from my brothers out there. Most of them sound like Willa. Um, I don't know whether to call it pacifying, abling, and or giving all benefit of the doubt in the world to be had to Deontay Wilder. Because if I were to try to paint a picture, it would seem that somebody has had the ghost taken, per se, and is soul-searching. You know what I mean? Now, let's try to handle the details, which I don't think anybody knows. So Bob Arum's report, the one I read, okay, I think it's, you know, the one I read, um, says that Wilder and team, whatever, have missed the, the date to sign the rematch clause. So basically, the to, for the rematch clause to happen, and I think that would probably set the fight date in stone. That day has passed. So, also Bob, but uh, kind of some tongue in cheek, and there here's Bob again with that that split tongue of his. Um, he's like, well, how do we how are we going to pay these guys? We don't got the revenues to be able to pay these guys without an audience. So that that's kind of two separate things you're handling here. If the rematch clause has expired, we don't need to mention that, you know, because that's two separate parts of business. Those parts of the business aren't synonymous, you know. Right. So um, that part. So that's that's kind of the business aspect of it. Now, one thing I've definitely heard is, you know, and that that rubs me the wrong way. And if I want to start my argument here. Is that Wilder silence? Wilder silence, right? Mm-hmm. This is what everybody is bugging about because even when the whole fishy glove shit, you know, I was driving the bandwagon when them gloves came out that morning. I'm like, oh yeah, he cheated that motherfucker. I knew it. <clears throat> Wilder didn't say nothing. So after about two weeks of me driving the wagon of Fury's a cheater and Wilder not saying anything. I started to feel like I didn't have much of a pedestal to stand on if the guy I'm screaming at the mountaintop for won't even get on the trail. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, so that kind of withered, and I think that that's what happened to a lot of guys. Um, man, I've heard arguments where people, you know, the reasoning for losing the fight. <clears throat> well, the WBC had a presentation that night, and Wilder had to keep the suit on longer than he expected. That's why. You know what I mean? And, and and this person is serious, man. And I'm like, okay, well, okay, let's say this. But, like, didn't he 
not know the suit was heavy? Like, who the fuck goes and buys a suit and slams some giant heavy shit on it? Like, oh my god, this thing is this thing is fucking heavy as shit. Uh, Mike Breland, I can barely get to the ring with this motherfucker on. You know what I mean? Like, this just don't make no sense. <laughs> um, then the man, he's off to find the Wakanda. You know, soul searching, scuba diving, a complete change of energy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And look, man, I'm a Wilder fan. I'm a Wilder fan, but that don't mean I'm I'm no one. Oh, fan you're a Wilder the, fan. I'm a Wilder fan. I'm always a Wilder fan. Can't be a Wilder fan. Always. Uh, but man, I don't know about look, that. You, 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 you can't give me all this all this talk, and then when it gets thick, you know when 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 when, when the cars is down. You ain't the same. You know, that can't be my guy. Maybe it can be yours, but it can't be mine. And a lot of my brothers, they're they coming at me raw. You know, like, you see how Willa is? I'm telling you, I didn't, I didn't offer me plane tickets for the fade. You know, over the phone, <laughs> behind the wilder, <laughs> and 100% serious, <laughs> screaming at me, screaming at me. Um, but, dude, I'm, I'm just saying – and here's the only caveat. Here's here here's the end where I have some my 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 saving grace is here. Wilder has said nothing, 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 nothing. Right? Maybe there's a pending lawsuit. No, no. You know, maybe there's a pending lawsuit, man. We we haven't heard anything from Wilder Camp, and one guy raised an argument that that's because you know with the gloves, the dent in the head, or whatever the hell they doing now. Um, maybe they got some pending lawsuit where they they can't be talking. And but aside from that, and here's the question I pose, Willa. What but if you ain't even answered the question? So, so I got a question, the question? for you. Well, I mean, because you ain't, you haven't answered the question. So are you blaming it on Deontay Wilder? Question is, you know, what about them not okay. fighting? So you think Deontay Wilder doesn't want to fight, or do you think Bob Arum is is pulling a quick one in? Because you said both times. I, I, I don't think I don't think. Uh, uh, damn, that's a good question. Um, I really truly don't know, but I think that's two different questions, and I can answer them separately. I, I think it, there could be legalities, and that's what Bob Arum is saying with the expiration. And there could even be other legalities. I've heard about the first extension because of Deontay's bicep. Then somebody said this, that, or the other. So there's all these things I don't feel like we're privy to. You know what I mean? Like, we, no one truly has a did if he missed the, the expiration date. What was the date? How come nobody knows the date? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, we, we should have had so a fucking deadline or something, man. And and not to interrupt you, JC, but just, just to put an, add a caveat on that. It's like, yo, we Tyson Fury he, he arguably was getting in the best shape of his career. We've seen him slimming down. And the first fight with Wilder, it wasn't really his most peak performance. But when we seen him in the second fight, it felt like he was actually he was hitting that gear. You know what I mean? So why would he want to wait even longer when he was just getting to that moment where he's pretty much going to excel on all cylinders, if you know what I mean, after that second fight? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then it's like is is I, I know the people would say, well, JP, if, if, you're, if you're alluding to or saying Deontay is scared, um, he ain't scared enough to miss a $30 million just for a fight. Here's what I say to that, and here's my last analogy, and I'll wrap mine up. And here's, and here's where I think his psyche is fucked up, Will, and I, I'm going to talk to you here. 
you the big bad man on the block, right? You, you, we, in the, we on the block, we in the hood. You, you that guy on the block, right? We, we all know about this. Um, you the guy that Debo can keep everybody life. up. Yeah, you Debo. Um, but then somebody stands up to you and kick and, and beat your ass. They beat your ass. Can you come back outside the next day and still act the same? Can you come back out on the block the next day and still mm-hmm. act like you was Debo again? Well, tell me about your experience when that happened. Uh, See, that ain't to me, man. I mean, you can't, but what is he supposed to say? You know what I'm saying? He lost. He's got to shut up until he can prove himself, until he prove himself again. I mean, what do you want him to I say? Want, I, mean, I, just, I mean, I want him to say something. He ain't got to be quiet. Why he got to be quiet? He could be like, like I heard my my partner still yell at me and say, "Nigga, he won the first round and damn near killed him the first the first fight. You ain't saying nothing then." Mm-hmm. See, Wilder could be saying stuff like, "Wilder could be like, damn, I damn near killed you in the first fight. You won one, I won one. Let's do it." Hey, JT, let me throw this quick one real quick since signs with us. We'll switch it to him. But since you did that, let me just do this one real quick. Imagine I'm a fighter, and and I'm you guys know how I am, how I act, how I talk. And let's say I get my ass whipped. And then I say, you know what? I'm going to Puerto Rico. And next thing you know, I'm salsa dancing, listening to Bad Bunny 24-7, and just a completely different person. Why would you think that I changed the personality of which the persona I've obtained throughout my entire career? What's the common denominator here? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm saying, man, man, I'm this saying. guy, I don't know what y'all want him to say. He got his ass whooped. I mean, you know, he was humble. You know, you got to be quiet. Like, you know, you're a Baker Mayfield fan, right? Baker Mayfield shut it up for a while. Until now, all of a sudden, he's doing good. He's doing hey, why you got to bring up Baker Mayfield for? <laughs> it, I mean, because, you know, it's okay for him to do it, you know, in front of you. But now, all of a sudden, when you got a brother well, doing it, he, he, he needs to talk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hey, 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 play that, hey. that coon train. Coon train oh, is coming. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, I've, I've always wanted to do this. I'll tell you, you these black dudes, brother. boy, with these, with these black dudes, you I'm can't say to... nothing about Wilder. And Jay, I didn't say you can say nothing about Wilder. You just got to have the same energy. If if Baker Mayfield <laughs> can get humbled and, and he don't have to talk, why does, why does Wilder yeah. have to talk? That's different. Different sports, Will, different sports, different complete criteria. So I just want to do this real quick before we go to time. I'm telling you, the brother won't let you say shit about Wilder. Yeah, being a brother himself and for keeping the objective opinion around here, I've always wanted to give JP this time. Nigga, when my name come up, respect it. Let's go. playing with my fucking name. Yes, sir. He earned that one. I always wanted to give a Birdman shout-out. Respect to JP for putting that out. But you know what? We're going to take it to 206 real quick because I feel like we're going to get a lot more smoke with this one and it's get cloudy in here. Seattle Signs, what's good in the hood first and foremost, my brother? How you doing? Oh, let me bring me in my bad. That was me. That was me. Smoke God himself, Seattle Signs. What's up, my man? How you doing? What's up? Y'all hear me? Yes, yeah, sir. we got I can hear you. you now. Conspiracy okay. brother, what's good? Oh man, just chilling, man. You know, uh hearing you guys talking crazy as usual, you know, shaking my head while listening like, oh my god, here you go. But <laughs> you know, go. it's always okay. enjoyable. As long as it's entertaining, I say 
keep it going, mm-hmm. you know. And it was entertaining, mm-hmm. you know, listening to you guys trying to construe and break down and figure out what's going on with Wilder. You know, um, I definitely have some questions, too. I've had questions ever since the fight, uh, you know, went down the way it did uh, just because of all the different stories that came out. Trying to figure out what's true, what's not, what's an excuse, what isn't, you know. I mean, but yeah, now yeah. there's Tell no news about, about it, son. I'm just confused, man. I'm, you know, I'm confused. I'm confused and concerned. I'm confused because I'm not, I'm, I'm still not sure what story I need to go with. If there is a story, you know, it did come out a couple of weeks ago or whatever that he, it was confirmed he let go of Breland, you know. In any situation in sports where things, there's, you know, um, high expectations, you know, at the highest level, you know, there's going to be a scapegoat, so I guess he's the scapegoat. But um, where I'm where I'm concerned is, you know, you know, RC put me on to this new angle and this new theory, and you know, just looking at Wilder, you know, he's been laying low for the most part, but when he has, you know, all of a sudden there's a new look to Wilder now, a new a new style to him, you know. Uh-oh. And you just got to wonder, like, is that him, you know, feeling like he's got to wash that away of what happened and acting like it never happened, you know, and uh, questioning himself. You know what I mean? Um, Victor Ortiz did that one time. I remember when he fought. Victor Ortiz did that one time. Uh, oh, certainly. Where he was, you know, but he said it He he said it out of his mouth. I forget if he changed his, his style, his hairstyle or anything. But I remember him saying, like, oh, I don't remember what happened with Maidana. And then Floyd was like, oh, no, you know what happened with Maidana. It happened, you know? And, and, I and just another feel like, instance, real quick, son, real quick, not to interrupt you, son, but just to put one more in there, when this theory first came across, Jose Benavidez, he's got, like, half the side of his haircut with some a long red ponytail or something. And I don't think he Yeah, like fire red type stuff. Like he, yeah. yeah, looking like... You know, I don't even want to say it, but, you know, just looking real bad out there. And I just wonder, you know, <laughs> what's going on because it just seemed about... like, you know, it seemed like before he fought Crawford, he wanted to be, he wanted to look like, you know, a straight essay from Colors. And then all of a sudden he want to, he want to look like Ricky Martin and shit, you know, but um, just got to wonder what's going on. Does that guy even want to fight anymore? But, uh, yeah, I just have the same concerns about Wilder, you know. Um, I just, I don't know, man. Then this news comes out about the rematch passing its due date and all that. Well, we don't know, we don't know the terms of their contract, so I can't speak on it, but that's just what was reported. So are we not going to see the fight next? If, if not, what fights are we going to get? Do they want to fight each other again? I don't know. Really, it's, at the end of the day, it kind of falls on in my opinion, Wilder, because, you know, the first fight was a draw and the second fight, Fury won big, and he got the belt. So to me, uh, he's the, it, 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 to me, it comes down to Wilder. Like, what does Wilder want to do? And for that to come out, um, I know people saying, should he be talking, should he not, he lost and all that. Well, when, to me, when one side of the table comes out and speaks on something, the other side should come out too and clarify. So 
whether it's Wilder or his manager or somebody, just come out and say, like, oh, if this is true, are you guys going to go and do something else? Uh, is there some other agreement or whatever? Because, I, I, look, I'm totally – I said it from when it happened. I, what I wanted to see was Fury, Joshua, um, Unify, and then the winner have to have it in contract that they fight Wilder. Because I do think Wilder does need to have a fight in between maybe even two, to work on some things, you know, and all that. But then the pandemic hit and all that stuff, so, you know, things are being prolonged. But I do think he, especially now that it's been confirmed that he let go of Breland, well, if you're going to bring another trainer, I'm assuming, they're going to probably want you to do things a little bit different. But I think that takes time. I don't think it's smart to go back into the biggest fight of your life when, obviously, you want to work on things. So, there's just a lot of unanswered questions, you know, and then, you know, I also have my con- concerns. So, you know, we'll see. But um, I just think overall, man, it's been a tough year for Wilder, um, his fans, you, you know. It's, it's been tough for them, you know. Your king took an epic, an epic L, and now we have epic questions. We have epic questions. Uh, well, will it, JP, you guys want to touch on any of that? Uh, Simon, what about your uh, your Lomachenko Lopez breakdown? Ah, yes, yes. Um, yeah, we I spoke on it on your show a little bit. Um, I've been thinking about the it. The relatively stuff, fat you know. black podcast, the new Sports Center. Y'all check it out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, where I'm the smoke god, I guess. You know, I like to play my role as good as I can. Um, reinvent myself and everything, but. Mm-hmm. The question I have is, I assume you guys came out with your predictions, right? We, we, me and JP yeah. have Willa, Willa, with me and JP have, but Willa's over here like uh, I would say a tiger in the tall grass, but I feel like it's Janelle peeking out the window instead. You know, Willa's there. No, he hasn't. He hasn't made a prediction yet. Yeah, I made a prediction. Nope. <laughs> I, I just I I went with a prediction that I don't want to happen. You know, I went with uh, no, so, Lomachenko so, being a little so too much for him. Okay. Okay, all right, all right, yeah. Uh, but I don't want that Because to originally, originally, um, the reason why I ask is originally I went with Tiafimo. I've always felt Tiafimo would, you know, beat him, you know, well, kind of for go. some of the same reasons I, I beat my, 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 same reason I thought Mikey would beat him. But then I started thinking about some stuff, you know, because um, I, I at least portray a guy that's smart, and I, I realize anytime you, you three fellas and D all agree on a fight, it don't go that way. <laughs> and the one time I went with you guys on the same thing, it didn't go that way, which was Wilder Fury too, and that's how it all comes full circle. So that's why I wanted to ask because D – Believes Tiafimo is going to win. Uh, RC believes Tiafimo is going to win. I guess JP thinks Tiafimo is going to win. And nope, JP got Lomachenko. Uh, Willa Loma. doesn't. Willa thinks Lomachenko. So yeah. So with that being JP said, I'm not concerned about my pick no more because if all of you guys would have been taking Tiafimo, I would have had to go with Lomachenko. So now I'm sticking with my pick, which is I oh, think Tiafimo will win a majority decision. How oh, so? 
Okay. Sorry for being long-winded. No, no, no. I thought you were going with Lomachenko because JP's got Loma. Willow's got Loma. I don't know who D's got, but if I had to take a well-educated podcasting guess, I'd say that he has Tiafimo because he always goes for the knockout. He told me he hit me up and was – he just said, he just, you know how he is. He gonna smash him. He gonna smash him. I was like, and I started thinking about. It. I was like, damn. D thinks, damn. D thinks he's gonna smash, and then RC think he gonna smash. JP think, cause I know we had spoke, and I was like, JP got Tiafimo, and then I know I got Tiafimo. I was like, I gotta make sure I gotta check all my boxes, and I was like, cause if, if Willa got Tiafimo too, I gotta go with Loma Chica. Cause when all y'all no. pick the same person, no, 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 that no, person loses. No. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, it's like right. when y'all all picked Keith Thurman. Huh? Right. It's like when y'all all picked Keith Thurman, remember, right? I don't remember you, I don't remember you picking Pacquiao in that one. Oh, no. We all know I picked, I picked Manny Pacquiao. Man, you yeah, always say that, dude. You, you, the worst <laughs> pick of all time. You flip-flop your basketball picks at halftime. Stop it. <laughs> but, no, no, don't. don't hey. hey, come on, man. Stop that. Hey, but but my point is, once I heard that, I was I'm relieved. Okay, I can I can stick with TFC because also I think, you know, I think, um, you know, it'll yeah, be it's, it's better for boxing for him to win think? too. I will say this though too. But let me make this clear: if Tiafimo and we had this small little discussion on JP show, you guys should listen. We, me and JP had a little back and forth about young fighters against the older fighter, right? And we talked about how. Back in the day, the younger fighter would smash, like 90%, whatever, you know, majority of the time. Then as we got to this era, the older fighter put up a better fight, a lot of times beating up the younger fighter, you know? And we talked about why do we think that might be the case and all this other stuff, right? But with that being said, Tiafimo should win this fight. And if Tiafimo don't, he is not the goods. You cannot. I don't. Yeah, I get it. The pedigree and all that stuff. Yeah, but you. But dude, it's a young man's sport. You know, we, we get what Momachenko brings to the table, and he's in his mm-hmm. last few fights, he's been showing some decline. If Tiafimo has been talking, calling himself the what's he been calling himself the future or whatever, and all that, and he's you know he's very boisterous. His dad talks a lot and all that. But if Tiafimo can't beat Lomachenko, he is not the goods, bro. I'm just telling you. Because when we see really? younger guys in that same position fight older guys that ended up becoming the truth, they took care of business. You know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, who? but Who's the last I'm, person I'm that did that? Like I said, Danny yeah. Garcia against Amir Khan. We're going to see part yeah, two of that shit. Amir Khan was undefeated when Danny Garcia – Amir Khan was at the top of the game when yeah, he did that? Yes, he was. Everybody yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I think he's going a little too far with the Danny stuff. But I'm just saying, like, Guys that were being hyped up as like an elite prospect, and then they they turn champion the or last whatever, time or we they saw when they fight for the title watch. for the first time. What? The last time, the last time we saw that, the old guy won. No, no, I think you're missing my point. No, my point is we were talking. Me and JP were talking about how in like the '70s, the '80s, and the '90s, when the young blood came against the you know the old guard. They took care of business, like, majority of the time, very rarely. But then when we got into, like, the 2000s and even to now, where we started seeing the old guard putting up a better fight, you know? Where we're right. realizing these younger fighters, for whatever reason, ain't getting it done. So my point is, 
is that mm-hmm. we're we noticing that it's something that has been happening more often recently. So, okay. and then what we end up finding out is that younger fighter ain't what they're telling us he is. And my point is, if Tiafimo is what he, they're telling us he is and, and all that, But what if Lomachenko is what they're telling mm-hmm. us he is? Man, that dude 32 years old, man, and he had all those 400 fights in the amateurs. How old was, you better how, smash. How old was Floyd? How old was Floyd when he fought Canelo? Thirty-five. Uh, Floyd was, I believe, I believe yeah, Floyd yeah, was yeah. thirty-five, 30 and Canelo was twenty. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. and then to take over Floyd. But my point is, that's what, that's that's what, that's what they say. The gap. No, but the point was that proved right there that Canelo isn't what they tell it because Canelo needs number one. Uh-huh. He's one of the best uh-huh. ever. Huh? So because it's he lost to the, the best, best ever, ever. It's, he's, man, he's 35 Canelo, years old, and he's a, he's a small guy. That man came from him. Think about this, man. Great, though, no, but still, that's a, a guy that's 35 years old at the time, 35, 36, whatever he was, fighting a 21, 20, no, 23 years old at the time. He, so that's a 10-year disadvantage, plus he's a guy that started his career at them lower weights, right? My point is, it, and I'm saying, we're not denying what Floyd is or this. That. What I'm saying is, we also found out what Canelo isn't and never will be. Because if you are that guy, you take care of business. It's that simple. Did, Did we find that out? Down? That I don't huh? know if we found that out. I don't know if we found that out in that fight. Hey, man. I don't know about I, that. I, I told you, I haven't been impressed. I, the, the most impressed I've ever been with Canelo was uh, was a fight with Liam Smith. That was the most time I've ever been impressed with him in this fight. To the point where we know he ain't the goods. To the point we know his fights are fixed going into it. We all basically me, you, and RC all predicted on the record going into the Kovalev fight. Oh, this thing is fixed. We knew it, and it played out that way. You know. So just saying, if you're that good, then these things don't happen. You know, you don't do all these consistent things to manipulate the situation. But it started off uh, with the fact that you lost to, you know, Floyd Mayweather, who was 35, 36 years old at the time, and you were 23. No excuses. Mm. You, if you're that guy, you get it done. Mm. It's just how it works, oh, man. No, you know, it's just how, it's just how it works. You, you need to get it done. You know what I'm saying? But obviously he wasn't. And then ever since, like I said, when, when have y'all – maybe I have high standards. When have y'all been just thoroughly impressed with Canelo in a fight? When he beat the hell out of Cotto? Yeah. Well, he didn't beat the hell out of Cotto. Yeah, I remember Sugar Green had that fight to draw. That fight was <laughs> yeah, I, I beat the hell I out of Cotto. Won, but people have Even if you – I thought Canelo edged it. Yeah. You know, I think I had it like seven. I thought he – I thought he won off power punches, but I didn't – But. He he was also getting out boxed a lot in that fight in in spots, you know, and so it's like, but he was so much bigger where his punches were so much heavier and they had more of an impact. They were moving, Cotto, but I wasn't impressed. Like you know, what I'm saying that's my point. Like I'm never impressed with him, but we kind of fell off the you know we kind of went too far into some other stuff. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. talking about Tiafimo. They, 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 co- and, they coincide, though. They coincide, though, sign because I was mentioning to JP and Willa, we're talking about two of the franchise champions, 
which we know is bullshit franchise-wise going, you know. And I don't want to say, I don't want, I don't want to be a conspiracy brother or, not, or nothing like that, but if I'm Teofimo Lopez going into this fight with Vasil Lomachenko being the franchise champion just like Canelo Alvarez, I feel like I'm down one judge already. That's just me. Oh, yeah. Well, well, I don't, I mean, I, I think it's going to be a majority decision. I think that, T, I think it'll be a majority decision, but a, a decision that we all think should have been unanimous. I think one card will be closer than we think it was, but I think the other cards, the other two will reflect the way the fight really went. I think, you know, possibility there may be a knockdown or two, but um, I think overall Tia Fimo will Tia take Fimo over later in the fight. Without knockdowns? Can Tia Fimo win without knockdowns? I mean, you would assume, but you never know. I mean, we don't know a lot of the backroom stuff. We don't know if how Bob Aaron feels – you know, a lot of this stuff I feel like is contractually done, you know? Like, for example, even though I don't think Tim Bradley got whooped the way people think he did against Pacquiao the first time, I thought he lost. Oh, definitely. I thought he lost. But people were going crazy, but they're not understanding Pacquiao was sloppy as hell in that first fight. But I think a big reason why that scorecard came out the way it was, Pacquiao only had one fight left on his uh, <laughs> contract. And I think that was a way to get him to – Resign, you know, because the rematch. And that's just my conspiracy. I don't. I have no proof. That's just me, you know. I believe that was why. What got, do I see? He got. He it's got. a conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so that that's what it is. But so do you guys agree with what I'm saying about like if Tiafimo don't no. beat Loma, like he's he's obviously not what people think he is. <laughs> Willa. No, I don't believe that. I believe he might just be biting off more than he could chew coming up against a guy who's who's got premium skills. Yeah. Hey Simon. Hey Simon, one thing for sure. If we see Tiafimo go out without taking any damage and not fight for like two or three years, throw him in that same bucket with the briefcases, Nicholas Walters and Gamma Rigondeaux. Yeah. And all the people said, I'll, and the funny thing about that shit, I picked Lomachenko to win that fight, but I'm man enough to admit what I see. And at the time, I said, even though I, I picked Lomachenko to win, that fight was fixed to me. I explained my reasons why. Everybody said I was crazy. The guy that <laughs> fought the way he did in Walters claimed he was lost because of inactivity and all this other stuff, but we never seen him back since. Come on, man. He's sitting on the yacht somewhere. Stop it. You know? Sitting on that yacht in Jamaica. But I will say this, though, if Tiafimo loses and uh, he come back with a new hairstyle, looking different and everything, we're uh, over. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm telling you, keep an eye out for that, 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 go, that willfully change of identity is something to think about. And Jose Benavides is my guy. He's my guy, but we haven't seen him since. Hey, but, hey, moving along, because I, I want to hear this from you guys, because for me, I missed it up. So I'm going to let Willa take the lead with this one and swing it to JP and then sign about it because I'm real curious to hear how this Charlo card had went out with both twins there. And I didn't get a chance to check it out, so I want to hear your guys' thoughts on it because, I mean, you know, the Charlos to me, I, 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 I don't think they're the good personally. I think they're uh, very talented, athletically given, and uh, obviously specimen for their class and all. But, um, you know, I, I'm not too sold on them right now. 
I got to see it. I got to see it. I got to see it. You know, obviously the thing stick in my mind, like I say, with certain fighters and, 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 and shit like that. And, you know, the Tony Harrison for me does one. And uh, the, uh, the um, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, I can't think of it right now. A uh, dude who dropped like Bambi. What's his name from uh, Canelo dropped and made him look. Uh, uh, Austin. Um, wait, hold up. No, Austin um, Trout. Damn, I'm doing Austin Trout. Thank you. God damn. I need to stop yeah, but he, this shit but right that's here. how he beat Canelo. That's <clears> what the haters say. Ah, no, 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 no. But we talking about, I mean, oh, Trout did win that just, fight, man. He got yeah, yeah, open yeah, scoring see, so mid, me, in the mid rounds me. out of nowhere. Stop it. That's me. Trout got <laughs> on both of them. I'm, t- no, I'm talking about Trout with the Charlos. For me, so those, those things stick in my head, right? So um, that's why probably why I didn't schedule my evening around seeing the Charlos um, pay per view that they had going on. So, Will, I'll let you take the lead. I'm going to hear what you guys got to say about this one. Man, you know, that fight, that was a beautiful day when it comes to Houston boxing, man. We had the brothers coming out there doing their thing, a double uh, pay-per-view match. So I end up, the night went, I called the the local bar where I usually go get my my boxing fix, and they told me they were going to have the fight. I get there. The lady that lied to me, all they have, is the UFC, so I got to watch it on the uh, on my on my my phone, man. But we saw oh damn, we saw Big Maul started off out there against uh, what's my man's name? Uh, uh, oh man, what's what's the, the guy's name? Big Maul beat it. Yeah, there so a guy, a guy that everybody's been saying is the boogeyman, a guy that gave Triple G and Danny Jacobs. Uh, Times guy Danny Jacobs the fight of his life, you know what I'm saying? He put them paws on him, beat him up, had him looking crazy in there. Some gonna say, some gonna say that it was uh that he was punch drunk and stuff like that. You know, everybody's got got something to say when it comes when it comes to to the uh, to the Charlo brothers, man. But Jamal started off giving him putting the brakes on that boy, beating the brakes off, beating the Beating him the worst that he's ever ever been beaten, man. Looking good out there to keep his belt, WBC champion. Then we ended the night with Maul putting on a great performance against uh, Rosado, um, beating him up. It was just a hell of a night, man. They're proving that, and, and he's the unified champ. So I think he just has one belt left, and I think that's Texara, who has the uh, – I'm not 100% sure what belt it is, but I think there's, he's got three belts. Uh, Texara has the other belt, and I'm seeing some kind of a unif- uh, him being undisputed real soon if Texara is going to take the fight. I've seen Texara was uh, tweeting saying that he would take the fight, talking noise, but I don't think he's on uh, PBC, so we don't know exactly how that's going to work. But, I mean, if you don't think the Charlos are the real deal, then you're you're just a hater at this point, like they like to say. You know, these boys say – they get they're hated on all the time, and when I hear guys like RC say, you know, they haven't proved themselves, I feel exactly where they're coming from because uh, these fights didn't prove themselves. Mm-hmm. But what did? You beat the boogeyman in the division, you know, and then they uh, big mall. Did. Man, ain't nobody ever and called then... him the boogeyman. Stop part- See, and this is the problem with fanboys. <laughs> you can you can be happy about what people say, of what somebody did, or this and that, but don't add no extra salt and pepper to it. I had never heard anybody call him the boogeyman. All we no, said no, was no, no, sign, no sign. I, The only guy that called him the boogeyman was Triple G because Triple G didn't want that smoke. 
Yeah, yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he got his ass whooped and then didn't even give the kid a, a rematch. So come on, you don't. Yeah, yeah neither with Jacob, but just. Huh? Neither with Jacob. Neither with your boy. Hey, why are you taking shots? No, because Jacobs before? beat him. First of all, Jacobs ain't my boy no more. I've been canceled him. Number two, oh, Jacobs man. beat him clearly. Oh my God, Simon always canceled. Simon cancel a brother every week. Cancel oh, brothers yeah. every We're week. On the like the man. Kardashians. Uh, oh, the thing man. is, is that uh, here we go. <laughs> uh, that fight with Jacobs wasn't a disputed fight. Like, there was a lot of people that believed Derevchenko got robbed, and rightfully so, by watching the fight. So there was no reason for him to rematch Derevchenko, and I don't even want to defend Jacobs on that. But, anyways, uh, but yeah, man, the boogeyman stuff. You, you know, like like I said, man, they. I was calling him Simba for about two or three years or whatever, and rightfully so, um, because he wasn't fighting nobody but talking a lot, but then all of a sudden acting like he was this and that. He finally fought somebody good, you know, credible. He did his job. You're talking about so Jacob I told myself, up on him. I told myself once, it, once he, he fought somebody legitimate and he won, I would stop calling him Simba, so he's not Simba no more to me. He's Maul Charlo, so that's cool. He's the best middleweight in the game, right? Best middleweight in the game. Some of those guys moved up. I think David Benavidez got something to say about that. The best middleweight in the game. That's to be determined, man. I don't like really saying that until they prove it. Uh, You know, I know he's going to want to try to get a Canelo fight or a Triple G fight. Dude, you're not getting those fights. They're not fighting you. I hate to say it. They're just not. One guy does what he wants to do. The other guy follows the guy that does whatever he wants to do. So, um, to me, I think the fight that makes the most sense is Maul versus Andrade. They both got belts unified. Yeah. Yeah, Andrade, that's the ghost from Christmas past, though. We ain't heard from him in a minute. Hey, it's funny. The same guy that just said we're hating on Maul all of a sudden made an excuse why he can't unify. Hmm. Who's the real guy? No, I didn't say he shouldn't fight him. I just said we ain't heard from him in a while. That's the truth, right? We ain't heard from a lot of people, man. A pandemic happened. A lot of guys ain't fought. Your boy ain't fought. Your boy's (laughs) in a legal battle because he won't take a pay cut. (laughs) But we've heard some guys we don't don't have to fight to hear about him. Take a pay cut, bitch ass, and fight. And represent but we've heard about him. What? You know exactly his yeah, business. We don't know what Andrade's Canelo doing. Canelo don't want nothing. He, he wants that Canelo fight. We know who Everybody we know wants, who wants the Canelo to fight. fight. Now it comes down to are these guys going to fight him. But we know how business works. It starts at the top. At the top of the pecking order is Canelo at the zone. So once they take care of Canelo, they can take care of Golovkin and everybody else and go down the line and all that stuff. So – we know how this stuff works, but come on, man. You know, you're going a little bit too far with that. First it was, okay. you know, right. boogeyman making that up and then hating, and then all of a sudden you don't want to see a guy unify. Stop it. If you scared, I didn't say I didn't okay. want to see him unify. Admit it. I said Andrade. That's the name from Christmas past. We just ain't heard about him. He's got a belt, so, yeah, he needs the finals. I agree with you on this that. This ain't the holiday season, heard. so I don't know why you're bringing up Christmas. We ain't heard it. We ain't heard of this yeah, guy for a minute, man. It's only been a couple months, the, dog. He ain't been fucked. Who the fuck year, is this bro. guy? Isn't that what he said? Hey, stop that. Stop that. Stop that. Stop that. <laughs> well, uh, 
Are you nervous? Really? You seem nervous. Are you seem nervous, Hold up. No, I ain't nervous. JP, I'm sure. I got to hear about, because I'm taking it. Okay, JP, I'm hearing it was a masterful performance and this and that, and someone's a boogeyman, all this. Tell me your perspective from the fight that it became the Charlo Twins headline in the pay-per-view themselves. Man, it, it gave me a reason. I had enough enough partners that had interest to have a fight party at my house. So I Man, paid boys having a fight party with the H-Town boys. I feel you. Yeah, no doubt. Had a fight party. A lot of the, the boxing homies was through. Um, Supporting the brothers. Yeah, seventy four ninety five. I didn't like paying that. Ooh. Um, another yeah, that motherfucker was real. I was Did y'all like, start at four o'clock? Dog. Here's what I didn't know. Now I'm eating and drinking and all this stuff, having a good time. I watch Maul come on. I'm not knowing it's gonna be three more fights till mail. I said, oh my god. So, dude. Terrible, terrible business on the behalf of whoever the powers that be. People on the East Coast were up to 130 trying to watch male fight. That's fucking ridiculous. Like I think that had something to do with that last card they had. They didn't want to fight back to back because of the fight with. Uh, well, they didn't have to get two full cards. Now I understand they knew the price. No, was I agree. Paid. I agree. I just tell you what I think that what was going on there. You know, I think they tried to give you. I think in their in their someone sat around and said, "How can we give people their money worth? It's coronavirus, it's a pandemic. We're asking for eighty bucks a pop. Let's give them two full cards on a night." No, not a good idea, man. I mean, I could have seen two undercards, mall, then the one more fight, then mail. That'd have been fine. That'd have been perfectly fine. But uh, on the bright side, on the bright side, um, women. One thing I noticed, uh, my wife included, um, the women that were there was was highly interested in these caps. You know, they was like, oh, okay, Charlie. They was they was red. They knew fans. So that's one thing that's gonna happen with these boys. Is uh, I think they're gonna be able to draw uh, women, a black woman fan base, and that's really good. That's really good for them. Mayweather didn't even have that. You know, Mayweather got a lot of his his draw. And you think uh, what I consider what put them over the hump was the, the, the black fan buy. Like, you know, that that's still a, a pay-per-view buy that's left out of the pay-per-view buy because, you know, the casual black fan to this day be like, uh, who, who Canelo is, that redhead boy Mayweather whipped? You know what I'm saying? That's all they, they still know Canelo is that. So, you know, um, good for the Charlos in that regard. We all know the pay-per-views. Uh, rumor to have done somewhere with what is it, one twenty, one fifty. Um, I consider it a success. Uh, you can argue that all you like. Uh, as for the fight, man, um, freaking uh, Maul, uh, great fight. I thought Dervichango could possibly upset tonight. I think a lot of people had that on their mind, but he definitely showed he was a head and shoulder above anybody who had fought Dervichango before. And that's what we're looking for, man. He uh, wasn't able to put him away. Dervachenko, hats off to him. He goes down to 154. You can throw him right in that pot and make hella fights. But um, I, don't, I just think that Dervachenko. Hey, how did you come to that conclusion, man? How did you come to that conclusion? 
Which, which one? With going down to one. You said that proved that he was head and shoulders. I don't. We all know how boxing works, well, man. Like styles, you know. It's like it's like Lamont Peterson got knocked the fuck out early by Lucas, but then Lucas loses to Danny, but then Lamont whoops Danny's ass, in my opinion. You know what I mean? So I don't think that necessarily means. You know what I mean? The style, a lot of that styles and all type of shit that is applied to it. You know, uh, I, I disagree I mean, with I that notion. Maul, you know what I mean? Maul, and I Jacobs and Triple G have somewhat of a similar style. It's you know they're all pretty much kind of kind of conventional well, fighters. To the, you know, so oh, uh, you know it's like it, I mean I mean in, in, I can even go back. I can go back to the fact that Duran takes Hagler. All the way, like, hard-ass fight, 15 rounds or whatever. Hard fight, right? But then Hearns gets destroyed in, like, three, but then Hearns knocks Duran the fuck out. You know what I mean? So I, that's why I'm just kind of like, you know, the, a lot, there's a lot more to it than, than that. And then also, if I remember correctly, I, I don't think he ever knocked Derevichenko down, right, in that fight? No, he just beat him up. I don't think up. he did. But, but uh, Derevichenko did get dropped by Triple G and Jacob. So, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I just think that's a little – I think you might be jumping – that's a very extreme conclusion to me. But the only way we Fair can enough. find out is they got to fight each other. Is Jacob's fighting yeah. Charlo, Charlo fighting Triple G. Well, fair enough. But in my estimation, the way he handled them, um, you know, just kind of, you know, pretty much domination – uh, I don't need a knockdown as much when you completely dominate a guy. But I, I understand what you're saying, Simon, and all those things apply. But uh, great, great performance from all. Um, came out of there shining. Um, stock went up. Dervinchenko, I don't think his stock went down a lot. I think he said, you know, maybe he needs to go see what 154 is about. And I bet you he could be formidable there and mix it up with all those guys. As for Mel, what can you say, man? Uh, fucking... It looked like, um, you know, Rosario. A lot of people was like Rosario, big, strong. But, uh, you know, Mel sent him to God, man. It looked like, you know, it looked like, you know, he was getting possessed or, you know, something was happening to him on a religious side. Like his spirit word on the street is uh, Rodriguez uh, got a uh, yacht, too, on the island. You think so? <laughs> Rosario going to heaven or something. Rosario, Rosario, my bad. I'm just saying, man. You know, I mean, I'm not gonna speak on it, but hey, you know. I mean, I had that. I know, I know how I know how boxers react to body shots. They don't, they don't fall completely to their on their back. They usually go on one knee and you know squint and wince and all that. The way you know, just the way it looks. You know, you know, I go by the saying: if it's if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Just saying. No, it did look a little Damn. fishy. I ain't gonna lie about that. It looked it looked a little fishy to me, but when you think about it, he had ample time. He was getting caught the whole time, so I don't know why he went out that time. Yeah. He might just checked out. You know, doing them cabal. It, it was, was almost getting... like he was instructed <laughs> to go down on a headshot, but he went down on a body shot. Because, I mean, like no, I say, no, 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 guys no, no, usually no, no. fall down who, a certain way when they're hit that? to the body like, compared to the head. The, you know, I'm just saying. You think he you don't know, know that's hey. exaggeration, dog? I think if they would I mean, he might it, they make it look a little life. more normal. No, if they was going to fake it, they'd make it more normal. Brothers, 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 brothers. The standard 
for what is a fake knockout. We all know this. Now on, this is the new like criteria. Is the Ryan Garcia knockout that was on the Canelo Kovalev uh, undercard? Get out of here! That with was that. the fakest knockout the, I've ever seen in my life. That only, was worse than Rambo. Is the only guy the that fucking, doesn't believe these worse. things are fake, man. All I know is this. I believe some of them are fake. The man that couldn't even explain his knockout on camera in the review when they reviewed it after the fight. Yeah. He couldn't even explain what he did. Oh, really? I know, cause he was he was in the no. Was remember the Ryan Garcia when he knocked out dude on the yeah. <laughs> remember that remember card, that uh, JP on uh, the couple of cards for JP. It was a it was a bullshit ass <laughs> like he couldn't second round knockout. Dude. Could, yeah, there's like there's no completed punches. This dude did a better acting job than my man Sly did on the nineties er, the eighties uh, Rocky movies. But one thing, though, I know, man, never seen Rosario, Rosario was pretty much a journeyman his whole career. He had the, the fight of his night, of his life, you know, upset Julian Williams, unified champion in his hometown. And, you know, sometimes people are content with that. You know, every man has a price. And just the way that fight went down, and he was actually doing okay with Mel, too. And then all of a sudden, it kind of it went down that way. And like I said, looking at past fights, looking at how certain guys go down, how guys go down to body shots and this and that. You know, I mean, <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, man. You 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 get in, you put enough numbers in some someone's face to go away, they'll do it. We saw it with Walters, and I think we saw it with Rosario also. Mm-hmm. It sounds like hate to me. It looks fishy though. I can't lie. I can't lie to you. It sort of looked a little fishy to me. But yeah, quick and laying on his back, dude. Not, <laughs> not, Ryan, not Ryan Garcia fishy. I tell you that. It. I mean, shit. <laughs> hey, okay. Yeah, All right. Hey, um, but one thing I wanted to ask you guys about that though, I can't ask Willa because he is watching on his phone. Um, JP, but I'm sure you you had a fight party. You said so. I don't know if you could hear the commentary well, or if there was something like uh, involved with uh, Tony Harrison being in the building. I figured since he was doing commentary, um, that they might have like did the whole little setup for a, a, a trilogy fight, maybe after the male fight was over. Um, was there anything like that no. involved with Tony Harrison, or was he just strictly on the sidelines? Shit, I didn't even know Tony Harrison was commentating. So damn. Yeah, <laughs> okay, he must. If you do, if if they don't notice you, you either did a good job or, you know, <laughs> all right. But okay. Um, so um, other things that we missed um, that we could bring up. We missed Dillian White getting guys. knocked out. Another Wilder hater going to sleep. Yeah, Wilder hater going to sleep. What, That's what. What do you What do you mean by another Wilder hater? Like other Wilder <laughs> hater heavyweight contenders or. It's funny. Instead of saying, this is why I love Willa, instead of saying a wilder hater going to sleep, like that was the reason why he got slept, you know what I think. It was. I believe if you disrespect the sport, it's going to disrespect you back. We What we know about Dillian White, he is a cheater. And guess what? Just like I said, poetic justice, when Pacquiao got slept by Marquez, and we know what was probably going on with Marquez too, it's no coincidence he got slept by Pavekin, who we know what Pavekin about, too. That ain't no coincidence. It's called poetic justice. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> I see how you... I see Janet how you Jackson in this motherfucker. 
Yeah, <laughs> no. I, I, I see when 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 Wilder got knocked out, he was talking all that noise. Next fight, he's getting walked, knocked out by a bum, dog. Get out of here. That's just Wilder hate, dog. A it cheater being just, knocked out by knocked another it. cheater. Like I said, it's no different right. than Marquez Pacquiao. Hey, these black Wilder fans is a motherfucker. Except, except, <laughs> except Pacquiao never hated on anybody, dog. <laughs> Don't compare Pacquiao to, to Dillian White. Pacquiao is a hater. For those listeners, JP is a brother, so he can say that kind of thing. Just like Seinfeld, <laughs> just, he had a two-hours. <laughs> <laughs> the these black guys are... These fucking black <laughs> <He's> crazy. Black. <laughs> he's uh, black. He, he, he sound like... He sound like the, uh, the, uh, the governor for, Ken, uh, for Kentucky, dog. The man... What's my call it, dog? crazy to say. These blacks are crazy. <laughs> hey, I'm man, sorry. Man. Man. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Ooh, <laughs> right, I've never said that quick. before. We brought <laughs> we brought up the Dillian White thing, right? We got hey, we got uh, we got less than 13 minutes here, fellas. So I'm gonna do this quick. Um, Jose Carlos Ramirez, as you guys know, high on the guy, didn't have the greatest output against Victor Posto. But him and Josh Taylor is still expected to happen for unification at 140. And Jose Ramirez had posted a photo that I sent with you guys that he had posted and it did not delete. Stayed up there the entire time and said, fuck all those white boys, in Spanish, translated, fuck all those white boys, those, those bitch-ass white boys in Europe, at Josh Taylor. Well, we're going to have some fireworks going off for this one, fellas. But a quick recap of what you think from Jose and Postal and his post to Josh Taylor. Will, let's go with you. Hey, man. Hey, when when I hear that kind of talk, man, that you know, that piques my interest, man. You know, I like what I hear. I always like Jose <laughs> Ramirez, even though he didn't look that good. But when, you know, when you get on that, that, that racial stuff, man, you know, I feel you. You know, now he might, the way he looked in post-all, he might not be able to get Josh Taylor, but, I mean, he probably, you know, he probably will, but. You know, last time I went against Josh Taylor, I thought he was the only reason I went for what's call it because he was black and he let me down. So, you know, I need I think I need a brown brother to to revenge uh, the rigaroo. See what happens. Yeah, I, I picked him just just straight off race alone, and Josh Taylor proved me wrong. So, you know, we're gonna yeah, see. Yeah, I remember I that. I was the only one that picked Taylor. Nah, nah, yeah, you did. Well, for picking that light skin brother. Yeah, I did. I, I I was one of the blacks on that fight just because he was black. It, go for it. I went with you know Josh Taylor improved a lot to me also. I went with one of the blacks and picked Rougarou and shit um, backfired. So uh, I, I I like Josh Taylor. He he proved a lot to me in that fight. He he showed some grit. He showed a you know a different level of grit I didn't know he had. So I know he might be an asshole, but I I, I still like him. And I and I take Josh Taylor versus Ramirez. Yeah, and any thoughts on uh, his little racial post that he had made? Because I, I'm, you know, hey, if it was a a white guy saying that to a brother in racially high sensitive times right now, that'd be something. Jose Ramirez gets away with it. No smoke. Nonetheless, it's funny as hell. Yeah, didn't Devin Haney what say the same type of deal? Uh, he had posted um, late night. Nah, that was Harold on um, Luca. Remember. Harold called uh, oh, yeah, Luca a bitch-ass white boy? <laughs> no, no, no. Devin Haney did the same thing. He said he ain't losing to no white boy. No, but he didn't say – he just said I would never lose never lose to one or something like that. But I'm talking about 
Yeah. Ramirez said bitch ass white boy about Taylor. He said and bitch ass. Harold yeah. said that about Luca. Yeah, yeah, he literally said bitch ass. He said like yeah, bitch ass white boy. I mean, it was right about Luca though. Come on, let's keep it real. Oh word word. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Willa David oh, Clark. Uh, I don't even know who that is. About all the bitch ass white boys in the UK at Josh Taylor. Uh, he he added them. No, we we never. Yeah, And I don't believe that white boys. You know, I listened to a uh, white two white dudes on the boxing show. Shout out to the boxing rant. Um, I listened to them, and when Devin Haney made that comment, they they was like, "Dude, as white boys." We don't take any offense to that. You know, it's like, yeah, they, they kind of embrace being called white boys. You know, it's really not, you know, even the blacks don't rub us that bad, but the more I say it, I'm really beginning to not like <laughs> being called, <laughs> you know, that shit sounds like some area you go to to die or something, the blacks. Oh, you're about to go to the blacks. Man, you're crazy. You know, and so this shit, well, anyway, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't believe they, they, they take offense to being called white boys um, We talked about this uh, once before, I believe But uh quick wrap-up on Ramirez Postol With your initial thoughts of the, how the fight went And about his little late-night post about pussy-ass white boys in the UK Quote-unquote, this ain't me, I didn't say that I think that Ramirez might have hit his um, peak You know, in that performance with uh, Hooker um, sometimes a fighter just, they're hitting on all cylinders and they just, they look like that, but they never look like that again. And with Ramirez, I never was that impressed with him. Even though I thought he would beat Hooker, he never looked that good to me. But that night he was on point. And then even after that, he didn't look too good. As JP likes to say, he looked super regular, you know, against post off. So and then, you know, with the comments he made, you know, he's probably feeling himself a little bit, but I think he needs to just relax, you know. And, uh, you know, if he backs it up, then that's fine, I guess. But I don't think he should overlook Taylor. I, I think that's a hard fight for him. You know, if I had to pick right now, I would go with Taylor. But, you know, you know, it might be a situation where he's having a good old time um, when he's not fighting, like a lot of fighters had, like Spence and, you know. It caught up to Spence, and, you know, luckily he was able to survive and everything, and it looks like this fight with Danny is going to come along in the next month or so. But, um, you know, as far as the whole, uh, you know, bitch-ass white boy comment and everything, um, to follow up what JP was saying, like even uh, I've seen a little video where, like, Kevin Love was talking about it and J.J. Reddick, and they just kind of like, yeah, that's just lifestyle. We've been doing that our whole life, you know, playing. And AAU and everything, that's just so, because they basically was like saying, like, the Herald thing didn't bother them, you know? So, but we are on a different, you know, we're on a certain time right now, sensitive time. You know, it is an election year, you know? Elections is coming up in a couple weeks, so everything's going to always be a little bit more heightened. Let's not, and I don't mean to cut you off sign like that. Um, Let's not act like when we say it, though. I just want to add this. When we do say bitch ass white boy, it does have an implication of softness. The same time, if you tell mm. a, a gay person, shut your gay ass up, they'll be like, yeah, I am gay. But I am saying that in a derogatory way to you. 
that means you're nasty or something or less than. So when we do say yeah, less than trying to get in their head, you know, less of a whatever, you know, like trying to mental mental warfare is essentially what it is. You're trying to get in their head Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, and uh, so yeah, I mean, but when it comes to like guys like them who are professionals, you know, coming up in the the professionals now, they came up obviously in basketball, playing in gyms, you know, with pretty much we know how it is. Majority of the players on the court are black. They said that, hey, it's just something we deal with, you know. What, and they also said that basically we understood that, you know, what it was and also, like, we can't come back with the N-word. We know that. You know, it's just different, you know. And they're, they're okay with it. You know, they're like, it is what it is. But um, but with, with Ramirez, you know, I'm just, I mean, the thing about that is uh, boxing is different, you know. You could on the basketball court, it's five on five. Maybe sometimes you're playing three on three, but you know, uh-huh. running guys always running their mouth, you know, talking after they make a shot or something like that. And boxing is like, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be you and that guy, you know, and that guy's going to be trying to take your head off and you know, hit you with you know, big shots and stuff. So, you know, whatever he's saying right now, that's cool, but just if when y'all fight, just be just be on point, be 100%, be ready because. I don't think he can fight the way he's been fighting in some of his fights uh, and beat a Taylor. I think he needs to be 100% or close to it if he wants to win that fight. I like that. I like that. I like that, Simon. I like that. Hey, man, we're running out of time here, guys, and I don't want to get cut off because, you know, I like to feel like I'm a professional podcaster at times around here, and I can't say nothing but hats off, congratulatory to everybody giving their great perspective of everything going on here today, man. I, I mean, we uh, we really couldn't do it, you know, if it wasn't all of us getting some teamwork going. And we argue a lot and we disagree on certain things. Just for the record, we got me and Simon, I guess D from the 843, who's uh, got Lo, um, Lopez, and then it's Willa and JP. Even though Willa's coming on here talking about, oh, my boy, my boy, and he tried to say that Loma's my boy for some reason, but he's still picking Loma, like, I hope Tiafimo listens to this show. I'm going to tag him in this shit. I'll ask you, man. But, hey, um, all that that's coming out. Since uh, we got this going on, we're not going to um, come at later. Wait, hold on. JT is bullshit. going with Lomachenko? Man, I swear on the yep. show with me a couple of days ago or whatever, I swear he was going with uh, Tiafimo. Did he Did he have a change of heart? Is he getting cold feet? No, no. You got that wrong. He said Lomachenko is going to wash him. Wow. <laughs> to be honest, hey. I wouldn't be like. To be honest, either of them winning wouldn't surprise me. I wouldn't be surprised either way. I just, I'm going with it for these, those reasons. But I swear he was talking like he was going TFEMO too. But I could be wrong. Hey. But if, <laughs> if I am wrong, I just want to know if 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 he did change his mind, I would like to know why. I would I would want to know is something that you see or something no, or what? what do you think? You 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 had that wrong, Simon. I never was going to a female. I see. Okay. And you just think too experienced, just too skilled. Like what? Like what do you think? You gotta. Hey, we're gonna get cut off, Simon. You gotta check the beginning of the show where JP breaks it down. I don't want to get cut off like that, so we're gonna have to end it right All here. All right, cool. But cool. hey, I gotta. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I gotta check JP's show, the Relatively Black and Fat Podcast. Y'all check it out. The new Sports Center. Sign was on there, myself included. We talked about the Lakers championship and some other things. Well, not me, but Sign and JP did. Um, and, uh, yeah, 
So, hey, we'll be back here on Sunday, fellas. We'll figure out the exact time. I want to do it probably 9 in the morning, like we, for West Coast time, like we normally did over at uh, o, uh, OTG. But uh, we'll figure it out. So, but nonetheless, we will be coming back on Friday. So before we get canceled out of here, guys, I just want to say thank you, everybody, for rocking with us. We're rocking with you, everybody over here helping out with things. Um, shout out to Willa, JP, Don. Appreciate you guys the most, man. We'll be back here on Sunday 1,000%. Until then, Outsiders Boxing Podcast. We'll holler at y'all. Be straight. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the time.